Live to see it, friends, and welcome to the world transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At the world transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all, the one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us, and that ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. Happy Monday. How are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing great, doing great. We've got a good show tonight. I'm going to talk about something interesting. What changes when we conquer aging? I like that. It's going to be a Yeah, well, good show. you know, we we talk we've done so many shows in recent weeks about interesting breakthroughs, interesting developments in conquering aging, and it's probably time to step back and say, "Well, what does this do to the world? What does this do to our lives? What happens in a world where that occurs?" And I'll give a little story about how this show came to be. I had posted on Facebook this story that you see linked here in the show notes. Aging expert, the first person to live to a thousand has already been born, and two guesses as to who that aging expert is. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Aubrey de Grey? Um, Aubrey de Grey, yeah. who on our right. show just a few weeks ago talked about human lifespan being extended to a thousand years, now saying that the first person who's going to reach that number has already been born. In fact, I think he may have made a statement of that effect on our show, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And, he, he, and, and, uh, and basically this is something that he has been saying before. This is not a new claim. No, it's, it's not a new he's claim. He's been saying for a while. And, yeah, uh, it's, you know, you can make a headline out of it for folks who've never heard it before, but it's, you're right. It's, uh, it's a known idea with folks who follow Aubrey and with people who talk about healthy life extension generally. But I, I put it up and I got a great comment from my friend and cousin, Steve Mewson, who wrote, if that's the case, talking about the first person to live to a thousand has already been born, if that's the case, then we're going to have to implement a one-child policy or things are going to get out of hand. And that's an interesting comment. And I see where Steve's coming from. He's talking about the fact that if people are going to start living to 1,000, what, what happens to the population? It's one of those big unanswered questions about what happens in a world where people live with a virtually indefinite lifespan. I thought, hey, you know what? We haven't done this in a while. Let's talk through some of those issues. Let's talk through some of those big, big changes that will occur if aging is suddenly no longer an issue for some of the population or for all of the population. But before we do that, let's just take a quick look at this article that we've linked over there on futurism.com. First person to live to 1,000 has already been born. This is a great rundown on some of the progress that's been made. I have to give futurism.com credit. They have been tracking the developments in anti-aging very well, very thoroughly. And I don't know if we're going to re reproduce all these links in our show notes, but just go to this story and follow some of the links. It's pretty exhaustive in terms of things that have happened not over the last decade or anything like that, but just over the last few weeks, over the last, you know, maybe over the last few months or since the beginning of the year, that really show that we're making tremendous progress towards curing aging. That I, I think yeah. it's a puzzle that's not going to remain a puzzle that much longer. You know, it's not even a joke that we could, if we wanted to, make the show just about this. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, and current developments. I mean, we'd have something to talk about, you know, every show. 
um, some some new development, you know, from some group, uh, you know, is being rolled out, and, and that's promising. And uh, and yeah, so and basically put it this way: unless you think that uh, there's something magical about the uh, what's going on in the processes of getting old, then uh, then what it is then is not, you know, it's just te- a series of technical problems to be solved. And so, and there's plenty of people that are working in various ways to solve these technical problems. So, so and one, one of the interesting becomes, things about this is that it does give people pause to hear this. Not everyone gets excited when you say we're we're about to cure aging because you do get responses like the one the one Steve gave. And and I think what's interesting is, and and I tried this out on a group that I was speaking to not too long ago, is to ask this question: to say, well, okay, now how many people think? that this sounds like something that's really risky and uh, wouldn't be that great an idea, you know? And it's like, well, I'm not sure it'd be a great idea. And, and then you say, well, how many people think that it wouldn't be good for society, but you would take it if it was offered to you personally, right? And, <laughs> and that makes people think. They're like, well, yeah, well nobody... They, they first laugh and then they think and then they say, yeah, I guess I probably would. It's... it's uh, <laughs> It's yeah, it may be bad for society, but um, dying right now is uh, you know our you know our, our dying of old age. It seems like such a bummer too. So you know. Yeah. Well, it's the the thing is, um, there's a lot of stuff that's bad for society, but we feel aging happening in our own bodies, right? You know what I mean? It's like right. You know, there's not too many things more more intimate. Uh, you know, our problems are you know. That's about as intimate of a problem as you can get. It's it's right, right. there with you. You know, I mean, you you, you you can't get any further than the you know, any it's it's the mirror. I mean, look in the mirror. It's happening. That's so. right. Yeah, and you and you literally <laughs> see it happening uh, and feel That's it right. happening. Uh, I, there right. there was a great thing I saw on I think it was Twitter. I, I can't. Might have been Instagram, but it was uh, it was just a great a great quote. I can't remember the picture that went with it, but it was like it said, "I remember when I used to be able to get up without sound effects." Right, and uh, that's <laughs> well, you know, and also me. just look at look at kids, man. I mean, kids running around and playing and having a good time. I remember doing that, and yeah. it, you know, and, and it looks pretty tiring right now. Too. Well, my children think I'm trying to be funny, you know, when I'm oh, when I get up and stuff, and I'm like, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> yeah, Dad's a cut up, isn't he? Dad's being a bear time. again. Yeah, this, yeah. this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> actually not done for comic effect at all. So there it is. It sounds yeah. great, but hey, what about all the potential problems? So let's talk about them. Let's talk we'll start with we'll start with Steve's question. How long before treatments for aging are a big factor in population? What do you think, Stephen? How does that how does that unfold? Well, 100,000 people a day, according to the uh, a panel on the Foresight Vision uh, weekend which is occurring like right now, right? Um, it should have wrapped up uh, earlier. Yeah, Actually, it wrapped up yesterday on Sunday. Okay, that's right. Okay. Um, a panel, uh, panel member, and I think it might have been Sonia Arison, mentioned that uh, 100,000 people a day die of aging. Okay. Um, if you, I mean, if, if, if this was to roll out to every, the entire world at the, at the same time and everybody had equal access to it and got this treatment immediately and everybody decided to take it, then, you know, within a few years, you'd, 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 uh, you'd, you'd, start, you'd start feeling it pretty quick, I would think. Um, 100,000 people a day, you know, would start, it, that, that would start uh, 
uh, trickle, you know, it, it would slow to a trickle. What, they give you 30 million extra people a year? Is that right? Yeah, on top of that's it. crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, your cousin has a point, and it's, you know, that, yeah. I, I, it, now, I don't think that it will be rolled out like that. I think that, uh, you know, that the parts of the country will, you know, parts of the, na- uh, of the world will get it first, and uh, – not even necessarily the United States. Uh, uh, we, we're, we're so t- we're so tight with our regulations. It might occur to somewhere else, but uh, you know it'll it'll be some places before it gets everywhere. And uh, but but eventually it'll it'll, it'll be available to uh, throughout the world. And uh, I think most people will choose to take it. And so it, yeah, that, that's, that's a hundred thousand a day died just from aging, not counting all the other causes. Is that yeah, that not, not right counting all wow. the other causes. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people because, yeah, one thing, you, one thing you do want to make clear is we're not saying that death gets eliminated. People will still die in accidents. People will still get diseases that haven't been cured, and people will still die from violence or kill themselves or, you know, all kinds of other things that will still go on. And I think very importantly, not everyone will get a life extension treatment. For one thing, it won't be available universally right off the bat, as you point out, and some people just won't go for it. They're, they're, you know, for all the joking, some people will stand by the scruples and say this goes against nature and I'm not doing it. So there, there, there will be that crowd. I think, though, that most people given a choice will in the long right. run. You, you know, that's, that's one of those, you know, give it a give, give somebody a fair shot at this and they'll they'll probably take it. So will we face a population explosion? Well, there's another interesting thing happening with population right now, which is not that population is diminishing, but that overall the growth rate is slowing. The growth rate of the population is slowing and in fact is expected to go negative in some populations in in the very near future. In in fact in some places yeah. in Western Europe and in Japan they're already below replacement rate, right? So there there's there's already That's an expectation huge. that That's a huge yeah. problem. Yeah. Already an expectation that the population is going to go down. And even in parts of the world where growth has been super explosive, it's now just more or less explosive and and moving in a more just high growth kind of a direction to to the point where it's expected to eventually level off. Population growth is expected to level off. Now, what happens to that curve when you bring in another curve where people suddenly – some portion of the population suddenly stop aging – I don't know. That's not an answerable question because it depends on how quickly it's adopted, who gets it, and also how big of an effect that in itself has on how people reproduce. Because if I'm 15 years old and I'm living in a world where I can reasonably expect to live to be a thousand, I might look at the whole growing up having a career, getting married, having a family, all that kind of stuff very differently than I yeah. look at in a world where I'm expecting to live 80 years, right? I, I think right. That, um, that that growth rate of, might, might go down seen, significantly. I'm, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking, you know, we've, we've seen particularly um, women delaying uh, the having of families uh, until, you know, they're in their late 30s and early 40s. Uh, we've seen that in the United States, a trend towards that, so that they could have a career, right? And right. Uh, and, and, and I think that, you know, it, given this sort of technology, this sort of medicine, uh, you, could, you could see people, you know, people, particularly women, 
you know, uh, seeing that this is a huge liberating thing that will allow them to have, you know, a 40, 50 year career and then turn around and have children and not feel like uh, the biological clock has, has ticked away. Right. Right. And, uh, so, or you can have uh, kids right away and then say, it's cool because yeah. <laughs> I have all the time in the world for a career, right? I mean, it's I like all the, di- That's right. yeah, yeah. all the dynamics change. But one thing's for sure, if you're looking down 1,000 years rather than 75, you can just say, well, let's not do anything really serious for the first 100, right? I mean, I, 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 mean, I can honestly <laughs> imagine people kind of getting to that stage where it's like, well, we'll, we'll do some education, but we, we're, I, I'm not really going to be sure what I'm interested in until I'm – and this is true for a lot of people, until I'm like 50, 60 years old, then I'll have some good idea of, of I'll, what I'll, life. I'll have a better grasp on the person than I am by then. Well, I'm reminded of the quote in the Lord of the Rings uh, from the Int, right? He, don't be hasty, Master Hobbit. Exactly, he, yeah. We, you know, we, we are forced to be rather hasty, but, <laughs> but we might have the option of taking a more Int-like approach to these things. Now, we don't want to get too Int-like. You know, they they kind of lost track of everything after a while. It's like too much time went by, and they <laughs> lost half their species. And, you know, yeah, I lost the Int-wives. You know, I don't know where they are. <laughs> maybe not a good way to go, but... But as I, as I outlined here in a, the, the note I sent you, you know, education, career, marriage, family, all of those become completely different, completely different for a population that doesn't age. And right. I think, although long-term, a person who lives to be 1,000 might have more kids than a person who only lives to be 75, that, that decision might come a lot later. And in yeah. the end, they might not have that many more. Um, the other question is, Related to that, you know, how long will it be two populations, one that ages normally and one that doesn't age? I think, I think that's the whole ramp-up question, right? Does it take right. 10 years for this thing to ramp up? Does it take 50 years for it to ramp up? I mean, I really have no idea. We, we tend think to think of, of technologies really catching on fast, but this is a, this is a big one, and it, it might take a while. Well, I think that there, in the beginning, I think that there will be a tendency towards uh, wealthy people having access to some early crappy form. Uh, and, I, you know, what am I saying? I'm saying the earliest form of this stuff is not going to be all that good, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll show only marginal benefits. But, uh, you know, and it's also be hugely expensive. And so, you know, the rich can afford to have, you know, uh, the crappy version of it, and uh, and and then of course, as that shows to be profitable, and uh, you know, it's, the R and D is sunk on that, and they they get to where they can make that that uh, early version cheaper, and so more people get to take it, etc. They and then they you know, they roll out uh, new and improved um, treatments, you know. So eventually, by the time everyone can afford it, it's going to be better anyway, um, and and. Uh, We've seen that with other technology. Um, you know, nowadays, um, at least here in the United States, um, the cell phone's not a status symbol. Right. There was a time. There was a time that that, that, that was the case. You know, Gordon Gecko walking on the beach in the movie uh, Wall Street. A lot was communicated uh, by the fact that he was he was talking holding a cell phone. phone. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, and it, it was the size of a brick and yeah. and, and ridiculous looking to our eyes. Right. But it was that was a huge status symbol. Well, it's, it's no longer a status symbol. Everybody practically that wants one has one. 
it's, it's almost a status symbol to not have one. Yes, I, I have people that uh, take my calls for me. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, that's right. You know, I mean, so I don't have to. I don't have to. Have I don't know anybody that high status. Yeah. No, no, uh, I don't either. I'm not there either. But it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but it's the. Uh, um, <laughs> what am I trying to say? I'm I'm just saying that initially there will be absolutely a, that that yeah. which that which starts out. Um, belonging to a very tiny elite ends up in, in everyone's hands. But I think you make a really good point, which is that that the crappy version might be with us for quite some time, and the crappy version might only get you to 100, right? The, yeah. the crappy version might might have a lot of people dying at a, at 115. Just because the first person who lives to be 1,000 is, is, has been born, that's like the one outlier who locks out and makes it to 1,000. Most of the rest of us will get to 96 or whatever and uh, – feel like we, you know, we had a we had a pretty good run. Although, what I will say about having said all that is one of the most exciting things going back to the story, if you read it, is one of the most exciting things is the amount of progress that's being made on improving health span. Which we've we've talked about that before. Improving health span simply means keeping people vital within the same expected lifespan. So if I'm only supposed to live to be 75, 77 years old, whatever whatever it is, these treatments wouldn't actually add years to that. It wouldn't say suddenly, well, now you're going to live to be 85 or now you're going to live to be 95. But what they would say is, I'm not going to completely fall apart when I'm 70, right, and have the last right. five to seven years be, you know, just increasingly intrusive and medical interventions and, and a deteriorating condition, which is what which is what people encounter, right? They encounter that last, whatever it is, 10 years of their life from 75 to 85 is this period of deterioration and increasing medical expense and increasingly complex interventions. So part of the progress that's being made right now is, is along saying, well, what will happen is you'll be fine and then you'll die, right? <laughs> like you still, okay, you, you still end up dead, but that deterioration occurs over a very rapid period of time right at the end. And you get a lot more good years in your life, right? Than than yeah. than you would have had. It's it's the vitamin commercial slogan. It may not add years to your life, but it'll add life to your years, right? Adds life to your years. No one can be opposed to that, right? No. The the, the bottom line is everyone's got to think. Well, that's okay. Well, People no, aren't going to live no any longer. Social but, problems with that. What, fact, what's that? that solves social. There's no social problems with that, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, of, uh, it doesn't create it doesn't create the same kind of social problems as someone living for a long, long time might. In fact, it would solve a lot of problems, including uh, the the burden that uh, uh, the society has of you know those those last ten years of a person's life. I mean, listen, uh, it would cut uh, out a a substantial portion of our overall national health care spend. It would. I mean, it right. just yeah. a lot of the money that gets no. spent is that, and a lot of that would. Uh, would be eliminated. And here's the thing. Let's say you have a treatment like that. Well, nothing is purely anything, okay? So even if you've got a treatment that's really just focused on that, there's a good chance it adds three or four years anyhow. Even though I just said it's not really focused on doing that, there's a good chance it does. And yeah. the, 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 the point is the, these two things are going to kind of leapfrog each other, that working on, well, working on health span. Aubrey work- Gray in the – and during the uh, foresight weekend that just passed, uh, Aubrey said, "You know, it's a distinction without a difference." Basically, yeah. you're saying yeah. this health span, lifespan business, because you know, you get one, uh, you get the other free. You know, uh, it sort of comes along for the ride. So, well, there you I, go. I, I, you know, yeah. So if I, and I agree. 
and and no one can really be opposed to the health span. I mean, you, you really can't. And of course, even uh, even the objection we're getting here isn't saying we can't do it. It's saying, well, what's going to happen? We might have to implement a one-child policy, right? Because no one's right. uh, not many people are saying we absolutely shouldn't do this or it shouldn't be available. I think the strongest you get is, well, I wouldn't. You know, right. I, I hear I hear some I hear some people saying that, and and I think that's fair. And that that takes you back to the question of two populations, or there could be multiple populations. There could be folks who are doing some interventions, but not too many, folks who are getting a watered-down version of what's available to the elite, and then the elite who really do get to, to live to be a 1,000. But the dynamics between those three groups, as you pointed out, Stephen, will change rapidly over time. Yeah. And I, you know, I, think, I think at the end of the day, it's really hard to predict how any of this plays out, how population growth plays out related to this also has to do with how population growth is going to develop related to economic growth. We know that as populations become economically better off, their growth rate slows. And anti-aging isn't the only technology that's being worked on. It's like we're always talking about science fiction movies that only change one thing at a time. Well, the world's going to change in other ways, too. And as we move closer to post-scarcity, as we move closer to an era that I believe is coming when people are just going to be quite a bit wealthier. And I mean, I'm talking about the whole population of the planet. Everybody is going to benefit from that to some extent. That's going to have, that's going to have some impact on population. So I, it feels like I'm just hedging all over the place. But the, the, the bottom line is there's no good, solid answer to the question, except well, I've got, I've got two questions I want to ask, right? One is what should the population of the planet be? Right? Does, does anybody actually have a, an answer to that question? Right? Does anybody know? It's, you know? it's 7 billion. The UN thinks it'll hit 10 billion anyway, and it might go a little higher than that before it finally levels out. Is that too many? Is that the right number? I don't know what the right, you know, what the right answer to the question is supposed to be. I'm glad to be one of the 7 billion. I can tell you that. Right. Right. But right. Sp- speaking of other things that will be occurring, the rest of the question might be, what should the population of the solar system be, right? Um, <laughs> because right. we don't all have to live here. Other, other technologies are being developed, and we're talking about people living a 1,000 years. You know, maybe you make that part of the understanding. Look, okay, here's the deal. If you're going to be around for centuries, you've got to be a little more fun than old people used to be, right? That's part of being young forever, right? So after you've had a good stint on the earth maybe you'll be one of the people willing to go live on mars or out in the space colonies or travel interstellar space or or one of those things that that we might combine curing aging with a move to you know actually move the pop the human population out into space perhaps so i mean and here's the thing i mean right now phil um with the, the given level of technology that we have right now um, mm-hmm. we don't have a choice. One day we're going to die of old age. I mean, right, right. You know, you, you hold everything At best. the same. As well. <laughs> At best, you'll yeah. die of old age, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if I don't get hit by a bus or, you know, yeah. some violent thing doesn't occur to me, uh, you know, or, or some, or, you know, you know some, some disease takes me before old age gets me, I will die of old age, and so will you and everyone else that's hearing this, right? That's right. Um, so... You know, do we not do that because it might create other problems? No, no. I mean, every technology creates problems. 
And this is just this it's a it's a pretty big it's a pretty big set of problems. Yes, yes but uh, you know, dying just because a mandatory death just because I've celebrated a few birthdays. I mean, that doesn't a death sentence for that. I you know that's that's not cool. And so um, we got you know we have to put it in perspective as to what we have currently, which is which is a terrible situation. Um, for people, that, you know, it's one thing to be an animal and to have some vague sense of danger and things like that. But we are, we understand what death is, and well, maybe animals do too, to some extent. But we know it's coming for us. We know right. that we can't avoid it, and uh, we understand what old age will do and bring and, and, and everything. We we are unique, uniquely burdened in the animal kingdom, I think, in that way. You know, given a chance to solve that problem, we will solve it. And so, so you know, I think we're going to do it. And, it, yeah, it'll create some problems. But, yeah, maybe we move out into the solar system. Maybe we do have a, uh, you know, okay, you're going you, you're gonna to take, uh, take this treatment? Fine. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll need to uh, submit to, uh, uh, you know, if you're going to do it, you're going to have to uh, decide that you're not going to have any more children. And uh, the, it stops here, you know, it's, as soon as you start taking this treatment. Or you won't have any more children uh, on this planet, right? Could, right. Yeah, if you can, if I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can. You think about these science yeah. fiction stories kind of write themselves, only they're not science fiction stories now. They're kind of scenarios for how the world might work. For example, it's like the treatment's available, but only out in space. So if you stay here, you age. But if, <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's only available to the super rich on Earth, but normal people, yeah, go to Mars. Uh, the it's it comes with a package. If you if you go live on Mars, you get it uh, you get it for free. I mean, there's there's all kinds of ways those incentives could be set up, including the one you just mentioned, which is like, well, you reach a certain age, and it's like, okay, you've had enough kids. Yeah, you know, you've 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 had two centuries. You've had your shot, or um, it, it might it might even be a one child policy. I mean, it it could take. It could take a lot of different forms. Whatever, I want, whatever the problems. One child per century, child per century policy. <laughs> one child per century. That seems reasonable. Yeah, you know, yeah. something like that. I would actually have to wait, uh, you know, 300 years, 350 years before having another kid. But uh, that might be okay too. You know, I'm, I'm saying, uh, okay. I'd probably be all right. Um, the point is, all of these challenges as difficult as they might be, are worth having, right? The benefit of what you get is worth it in the long run because what we're talking about is people having freedom in their lives and getting to stay alive if if they choose to. And if you can flip that switch, okay, yes, it's a Pandora's box in terms of in terms of the consequences, but I think those consequences are worth dealing with. I think those problems are worth looking at and addressing and finding good solutions to in the long run. Another problem people run into is purpose. What do I do with this time? And what do I do uh, with myself? What, what will excite me to, you know, uh, uh, you know, to get up in the morning and, and go do? Well, Aubrey de Grey has, has dealt with this. He says, well, if, if you have something right now that excites you and gets, gets you out of bed in the morning and you, have a, you find purpose in that, well, that's, that's your purpose for today. Now, does that necessarily mean that it will be your purpose in 50 years or 60 years? No. Hopefully, you will develop other interests and other things that excite you. I, I, to me, you know, Build yourself a life list. I mean, this is not just for people that plan to live to be a thousand, but I mean, just things that you want to do with your life, you know, uh, fun stuff, uh, your bucket list, right? 
you need to, you know, make, and make it long. Yeah. <laughs> and make it an impossible list for anyone with a normal lifespan to achieve, okay? And just keep going and writing down all the things that you want to do with yourself. Just try to tick one off every so often that, uh, that uh, you know, that you haven't, haven't done. And uh, you'll say, well, gee whiz, I, I really do need a couple of centuries. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I think just live expectantly. Live hopefully. Right. And if some people actually do have found something that they could be interested in for a thousand years and God love them. Right. And enjoy. Yeah. And most of the rest of us, I think will cycle through things, but yeah. I can't help but believe that I wouldn't find something to be interested in a hundred years from now, because I think that'll be a very interesting world because it's an interesting world now. And it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting a hundred years from now. So we're going to end with, Hey, you know what? I think it's going to be worth the trouble and let's, Stay expectant, stay hopeful about the future. And if anyone is really having a hard time finding something to be interested in, just keep listening to this program because we're going to be talking about topics that should make the future more interesting for everybody in the years to come. And with that, Stephen, I think we're just about out of time. So we're going to have to pick it up on Wednesday with a brand new show. It's been great talking with you. It's been great having you all with us. And until next time, live to see it. <laughs>